Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. 707 here, headed into the second hour. Real Animals Saturday. My guest this morning, Captain Chris Whitman from Captains for Clean Water. You can go to captainsforcleanwater.org for more information. I'm going to try to take one quick call here, and then uh, we're going to dive in. Let's uh, go to Donald in Lutz. Donald, how are you? Hey, good morning, Michael. Hey, whoever ordered this wind is fired. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it was calling for it to be a little breezy this morning. Yeah, I'm okay, but I the second most prestigious year, the uh, SSA, South I can't, I can't even hardly hear you, brother. Yeah, I know you hung on there a long time, Donald, but <laughs> even uh, John Milo put it's too windy up on the up on my screen. So <laughs> I tried to get you in there, kid. It is really blowing out there. It's a little uh, crazy. I know South Shore Anglers is having their tournament today. Let's do this real quick, and then we'll jump in with Chris. Jim Fogle, our safe boating tip of the week. Jimmy, how are you? I'm good, Michael. How are you, sir? Good, brother. Real good. Good, good, good. Listen, um, it's going to start warming up here pretty soon, as if it's ever gotten cold. Yeah, right. And, you know, the kingfish are going to start coming in. Oh, they're here. Sooner or later, the grouper are going to open up for a day or two, and maybe the snapper will come by. And we're going to be tempted to leave the dock and head for offshore. Yep. Before we do that, guys, first of all, make sure we shake that boat down good. Make sure that we've had our maintenance done on it. Make sure it's ready for offshore. Check that weather really close. Make sure we've got a full tank. We've got extra filters, extra belts, extra plugs, uh, extra uh, clamps, and any tools we need for minor repairs. Make sure we get a float plan filed. We perform a radio check before we leave the dock on Channel 27. Make sure that GPS and that PLB are functioning and that we've tested the PLB. Make sure that ditch bag has got everything in it that still had in it last year, and we we want it and we need it if if we need it offshore. If we've got a laugh raft, make sure it's had its schedule maintenance and it's good shape. Get extra water and snacks. We can always use more water, you know. If we we have it left over, that's just fine. And make sure all those electronics are working perfectly before we leave that dock. We don't want to find out after we get offshore that we left something home. So get that, make a list, make a physical list, and go through that list. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, Jimmy. We appreciate you, brother. Great job as you do each and every week. Appreciate you. For the Coast Guard Auxiliary in St. Pete, Jim Fogle, be safe out there. Thanks, brother. Good stuff, for sure, for sure. Now, um, back to our, our problem at hand. I know we have a big event coming up. April 11th. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely crucial for everyone in Florida um, who's affected by this, which is basically everybody. Everyone, yeah. Um, we have April 11th in Tallahassee. We have the uh, our sport fishing day. Uh, it's basically to show um, our policymakers in Tallahassee that 
the support that we, listen we need to we need to fix this problem we need to fix this issue and it's also an opportunity for the folks that go there to share their story and how it affects them and uh and and learn some stuff and and talk to other folks you know that are affected by it ultimately uh, that is what's going to make the people in Tallahassee pay attention pay attention you it's know? the same it's the same battle cry that we use for CCA it, the only way you get the politicians attention and again not that they won't stop and talk to you not that they don't care but the only way you can really make an issue important enough for them to get on board and and slow down their role and take a look at it is if they know that there's votes on the line. On the line. Yep, that's absolutely. It. I mean, that's it's that simple. It's absolutely. not a rocket science game. You people have been listening to me for way too long. You know I'm not all that bright, okay? But that much is easy to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it works. Yeah, so that's that's probably the most important day um, we have planned as far as an event. It's Like I said, it's April 11th. It's in Tallahassee. Um, there's information on captainsforcleanwater.org about it. We have buses lined up. Uh, from everywhere from the Keys, Miami, Fort Myers, Tampa, um, you know, to tr- to take people and travel there. Uh, it there's going to be industry uh, support there as far as people from Sims, Costa, uh, you know, Yeti. Nice. Um, it, it, this is a very very important day. You know, if if you got it, look, we get it. It's April fishing guides. It's you know, it's a busy time of year, but. Take that day, you know, take that day, go let your voice be heard, um, and, and you're doing it for the future of your own business. It's a, it's a good investment. Is there information on the website about it? There is. It? There's okay. information on the website. It's the Now or Never Glade Sport Fishing Day. Um, there's also information on our Facebook page. But uh, it, th- that's probably a, th- the most important, you know, single-day event that we have coming up for sure gotcha we we cannot have too many people yeah that that one needs to be a we need to be beating the drum at that event yep to make a difference for sure and now let's i mean talk back a a little bit about you know we we started touching about basically the the way the reason we're in this situation is we we sped up the system right essentially and then halfway down the system we stopped it you know at the bottom of okeechobee the effects of that are obviously the too much water during heavy rains to, uh, to to Fort Myers, to Caloosahatchee Estuary, and to St. Lucie Estuary, not enough water to Florida Bay and the Everglades. Right. There's the obvious um, effects there. You know, the seagrass die-offs, the, the, the fish kills, the, the shellfish kills, stuff like that, the right. algae blooms. There's other some other things that you may not think about right off the bat. The Biscayne Aquifer, which provides the drinking water to Miami and Fort Lauderdale and all that, is one of the largest aquifers in the state, okay? That aquifer is replenished by sheet flow over top of it. You know, Florida is primarily limestone. It's porous. And as the water flows, uh, historically flowed from, you know, through the river of grass from Okeechobee to the Everglades, that water would slowly leach down in and replenish that aquifer that sheet flow has been drastically reduced it is now affecting the drinking water of eight million floridians wow 
I mean, we're not talking about just being able to go catch fish. We're talking about the well, life. This is, blood, an econo- you know? this is an economic, ecological issue. To the utmost. Right. Um, so For everyone involved, not the, just the, the Bisc- not just the outdoors right. and the so, anglers. So right. what happens is the Biscayne Aquifer um, is not as full as it should be. What happens there? The, the the hydraulic pressure doesn't hold the top of it up. If you remember, uh, last year you had that big sinkhole by um, what was Joe Robbie Stadium, right? right? Um, that's a result of you know that aquifer. There, there's not water in it to hold that up. More importantly, the hydraulic pressure of that water in that aquifer would hold out the salt water. So just like the the base rock is porous and lets water in from the top. The seawater, if there's not enough water in there, can push in and intrude uh, into that aquifer from the sides, from underground. Miami actually had to move their pump stations inland because they were starting to get salt water out of the taps. And now let me ask you this, because this is what jumped into my brain. What When we have a storm <laughs> that runs up in the Gulf and we get a flood tide... And I call it a flood tide, not meaning that we're flooding homes, but what we would call a flood tide, mm-hmm. where you know the water's up on Bayshore Boulevard around here, and you know it's up three or four or five feet higher than normal. Sure, up over the sea walls in the bay and things like that. That same thing happens down there. Yep. Then all that salt water pushes up into the Everglades and into the marsh and all those, and then it never gets right. It never gets flushed out. All these estuaries out. have to have a flush of fresh water, a constant slow flush of fresh water, God. to to keep that balance. Right. You know, it's a it's a very very delicate system, and it's sure. all interconnected. It's not. We're not talking about the Caloosahatchee being its own system, or right. you know, look, Florida itself is. A interconnected system. All you got to do is look at Google Earth, right. and you can look at the veins, literally, uh, where where water traveled from Kissimmee all the way down and in, in, into the Everglades. Right. Um, that that's why there's um, there's there's really it's common sense to the, if, to look at that at a at a large scale at a thirty thousand foot view. It really becomes pretty easy to see what needs to be done to fix it. That common sense approach is, uh, to fixing this is mirrored by the science. You know, the good news is here that we're not in a situation where um, this is a science problem, where we have to do more and more science to figure out what, to, what to fix. We know what the science is. Well, let me ask you this. Why, why are we not fixing it? Yeah, well— Ultimately, until now, it's it's pretty much been political will. Okay. You know, the the political will just has not been there. Um, in 2000, Congress passed uh, what's called SERP. It's a Comprehensive Everglades Restoration Plan. SERP is basically uh, a plan to restore the Everglades, and in in the process of restoring, ultimately, this is about restoring the Everglades. You restore right. the Everglades, you you drastically help the discharges to the Caloosahatchee and St. Lucie River. Those are byproducts of the manipulation to the Everglades headwaters. Um, So in 2000, Congress passed SERP. SERP's made up of 68 independent projects, different projects, all these little things. Like, you know, he's talking about the Kissimmee River having to be rerouted, you know, to to add back in those oxbows and, and slow that water down and help clean that water. That's part of SERP. That's being done. Um... There's all these different projects. Now, 
in 17 years, okay, since SERP was passed, there's been one project that's near completion. It's Picayune Strand, south of Fort Myers, a little bit southeast of Naples. And that will basically have almost zero effect on these discharges. But it's one of the components. Other components are, you know, raising 41 so that water can flow under it, bridging sections of 41, um, going in between 41 and Okeechobee and filling in some of those canals and taking down some of the levees and berms that were put up, you know, decades ago to to kind of reroute and drain those areas is we're we're going back we need to go back and take steps to create that sheet flow to to let water flow from Okeechobee to the Everglades in order to do that you have to fix everything in between it and where where what was the reason to speed up that water flow to begin with it was basically done decades ago um, for the purpose of draining um, under the lake it was to drain it for agricultural use um, on the coast, it was to drain it for development. Okay. Um, and, you know, back then, the, like, the state just didn't really realize the negative implications that was going to have down the road. Okay. Interesting stuff, people. I, I, I hope you're as gripped by it as I am because, to me, it's just crazy how we, we just get ourselves in these messes. And then and it, I, I'm not upset that we get in the mess. I'm really not. It's that we're not fixing Because I understand it. I get right. it. I mean, good Lord knows, you know, the 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 book on Captain Mike Anderson isn't without mistakes. There's sure. no doubt. Sure. But, you know, doing them over and 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 just not fixing it, not trying to, to get to the bottom of it, I just don't understand. That's the part that just drives me nuts. I think so. that's the definition of insanity, yes, right? Yes, I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Talking with our good friend, Captain Chris Whitman, captainsforcleanwater.org. Visit the website, get involved, make a donation. Uh, I've made a donation today myself, so my money is where my mouth is, and you guys need to get involved as well. We need your help. We'll be back, 970 WFLA. Welcome back. Got a short segment here before the bottom of the hour. I'm going to use it to try to rattle through a couple of these calls. We're going to try and make them short so I can get everybody in here. And then as we get into the long uh, segment, we'll talk some more with our good friend, Captain Chris Whitman. Captainsforcleanwater.org is the website. You need to go there and check it out. Dylan Hubbard, Hubbard's Marina. How are you, pal? I'm doing good, guys. How are you this morning? I am absolutely fantastic, other than the fact that I'm irritated by our leaders not taking care of these problems for us but you know how i get we're gonna fix that i'm well aware of that (laughs) talk to me brother how's the fishing offshore give me a report here quick so i can rattle through some of these bud gotcha fishing offshore has been great uh when we can get out there this spring weather is kind of hit and miss you really got to watch it. The weatherman is uh, bouncing his reports all, in, uh, all around. <laughs> yes. You can look at a report the night before and expect beautiful weather, and you can wake up, and it can be completely different. Amen. You can't stress it enough. Make sure you're looking at the report when you plan your trip. Make sure you look at it the night before. And before you leave, look at the weather buoys. Don't trust the report. Look at what actually is happening. Yeah, Very good. important to take weather in, into account this time of year. And uh don't gamble because uh, you're gambling with your life when you're heading offshore for sure. You want to do battle with Mother Nature, you'll lose. Yep. And uh, as, but as far as the mangrove snapper bite, it's going real well near shore. Uh, we had a full moon night snapper trip last night that did pretty well on the mangroves. Uh, they seemed to shut off pretty early in the night for us, but we got plenty of lane snapper, vermilions, 
and uh, some nice big catch and release gags that filled in the gaps. The kingfish are back near shore. We're catching plenty of kingfish on our half day, all day, and then plenty of them on our 39 hour as well. So it's great to see the kings back. Tuna are still thick and getting thicker, in my opinion. Uh, we're catching them close to shore, as close as 15 to 18 miles. So the tuna are out. It's definitely the time of year you have to have a flat line out, or the fish are going to be swimming by laughing at you. Red grouper bites, not the best right now. You're kind of hunting and pecking them, but the hogfish are there. The amberjack are thick when you can get out there to the deeper water and find them. Uh, middle ground seem to be kind of void of the amberjack. We're bouncing around the outside edges and finding plenty of them on those deep water springs and wrecks, and then coming in shore and trying to hunt those red grouper and mangroves. Um, but any way you slice it, it's a great time of year to get out in the water. You can look us up, hubbardsmarina.com, or check us out on Fish Brain, Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook. And remember, if you're too busy to go fishing, you're just too darn busy. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate you, brother. Great job. Let's uh, check in with Jill in Clearwater. Jill, how are you? I'm doing great, and uh, I won't take up much time, but on days like today, after you've uh, got what Jim Lovell uh, suggested and getting your boat checked out where you're ready to go out, um, then there's a book that I ran across. I picked it up either in a thrift store or maybe at the library on their sale rack, uh, and it's written by a guy by the name of Leo Lovell, L-O-V-E-L, uh, up out of the Panhandle. I grew up in Panama City, and, and he's over around Appalachia, or, uh, grew up around Tallahassee, but fish down uh, around Crawfordville and such. But um, it's uh, he was a commercial fisherman, and it's about hunting and fishing, and it is really an enjoyable read. I would highly recommend it. The chapters are very short, sometimes only a page, maybe just at the most, uh, six pages or so, so you can you don't have to have a lot of time to go through any one. But I find myself just reading continuously from it, and will give it to my cousin who was a commercial fisherman up in Bay County after I'm done with it. So um, I had to give up fishing due to illness and uh, miss it very much. Um, really proud of you for taking on the job that Mel had to give up and and had enjoyed him so much and uh, really missed my trips out of Clearwater and Tarpon and Hubbards. And, but, uh, Jill, I, uh, I, I appreciate the kind words, and thank you so much for listening. I'm up against the clock. Check in with Cross, us anytime, okay? Cross Creek Chronicles, Leo Lovell. I highly recommend it. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for the kind words. Absolutely fantastic. Love our listeners here at Real Animal. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Almost Saturday. Richard, Jerry, Rick, we'll try to get you guys in on the other side. We'll be back, 970 WFLA. Captain Chris Whitman, my guest this morning in studio. You know, we were just talking, and he said, boy, we could talk about this for eight hours because it seems like this two hours is just not enough time to completely wrap our brain around it. The good news, tomorrow, Captain Chris, Captain Daniel Andrews is going to join me tomorrow along with Mike Mahoney on 620 WDAE from 7 to 9. So we'll have more time. If I don't get your call in today, you know, call in tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll have more time to go over more of this. You know, there's a, there's a big sugar element to this. Um, uh, you know, again, as, you know, we talked about at the break, the agricultural side of the thought process years ago, not a bad thing. Agriculture, extremely important to the economy of our state as well. Um, but, you know, when, when you pass a bill like SERP yep. years and years ago, and the fact that that action hasn't taken 17 place 17 years later, and we haven't seen any, you know, completion of, of, of you know, majority of the drastic projects. And, and this it, was stuff we, we voted on. This is absolutely. stuff that the people of Florida, we chose to have this stuff done. And 17 years later, it's still not done. That's right. You know, um, one of the biggest or the biggest, there is no silver bullet to fix this. There is um, there is a good bit of, of deliberate misinformation out there um, being put out there by special interests, such as, you know, storage north of the lake or, or different things like that. Um, it's real easy to see through that. How does storing... More water. How does blocking the system off further north? We're in this trouble because we stopped the system by moving it further north. So how does how does stopping or storing more water north of the lake get more water to the Everglades? Right. You know, it's it's not just about um, reducing the outflow to Clusatchee and St. Lucie. It's about getting more water, clean fresh water, to the Everglades. Well, and here here's the reality. Okay, so we, you like to beat around the bush all polite, which I get, and I'm down with that because I, I know I, I get the mission. I love your passion, but here's the reality: the reality is every time you make a change like this, Chris, yep. something, and I'm talking about the change back. Yep. Okay, now we already screwed it up. Right. Okay, and we know it's screwed up. When you have to make the change back, yep. somebody pays. Yep. Somebody suffers. In this case, it's probably going to be Big Sugar, yep. which 
is the reason that it's been 17 years since anything's been done. Yeah. Because our politicians, because they don't hear from us, are hearing from those people in Big Sugar. Money talks. In many ways. Absolutely. It's a simple game. And if you don't believe that's what's happening, you're crazy. You're, you live under a rock. Yep. Okay. That's exactly what's happening here. And that's why it's so important that April 11th, if you can make the trip, make the journey, let your voice be heard, get to Tallahassee, get involved with captainsforcleanwater.org. This, these aren't issues that are just, that are, that are, that are hard to solve. As always, like I've said a million times, the reason they haven't taken your guns is because there's 5 million members of the NRA. It's a simple deal, people. If there was 5 million members of CCA, we'd have more than nine days of American Red Snapper season right now. I mean, the very second that CCA breathed it on them, it would get done just like that. Strength and this in numbers. is the exact same type of deal. If enough people and their voices are heard and Captains for Clean Water have enough oomph and people behind them and the politicians see it, things will get done. It's that simple. If you sit on your hands and do nothing, this doesn't change. You're absolutely right. It just right. doesn't change. And, and the way the politicians um, quantify support for a group like us, like Captains for Clean Water, is by memberships. Sure. In the state of Florida, it is law that in, or, that in order to be a membership-based organization, you must charge... Um, you know, a, a minimum amount of money to become a member. It's it's only thirty dollars to become a member of Captains for Clean Water. That money does two things. One, it helps us fund our education and outreach, and two, it helps quantify the support so that when we go to Tallahassee or when we visit with policymakers to tell them, look at the number of people. Who you know, unfortunately, yeah. look, we started uh, just out a year ago. We have over 60,000 Facebook followers. Unfortunately, Tallahassee doesn't quantify by Facebook. Right. Okay. Sure. So, you know, you need to, to visit our website, capsforcleanwater.org, and become a member. You know, it's it's 30 bucks. Right. It's money well spent. It's an investment in the future of the estuaries and the future of, you know, what we all love. Right. So, um, but, you know, you touched on it. There's why aren't why isn't this fixed? Okay, in 2000, SERP was passed, and the major component to fixing these problems, as far as getting clean fresh water to the Everglades and helping to reduce the discharges of fresh water to the Clusehatchee and St. Lucie River, is component G of SERP. It's basically a dynamic reservoir, so the water flows in. And flows out the other side. It's a dynamic reservoir south of Lake Okeechobee that then goes from that reservoir through filter marshes. Um, it, we have these filter marshes, some of them in place already. They're called STAs. They're basically shallow ponds that have hydrilla and cattails and aquatic plant life that removes the nutrients very, very efficiently and naturally. Naturally, right. So that when that, when that water that's nutrient-laden flows in, it flows out the other side clean you know it has to be it has to meet standards in order to flow into a national park we can't just send the water from okeechobee to the everglades it has to be clean first and whether the water was it whether the water was clean before it got to okeechobee at this point in time it doesn't matter because there's enough uh, legacy nutrients in the lake itself that we just can't send if we start sending pure fresh water into the lake we still couldn't send that lake water directly to the Everglades. So component G of SERP says, you know, we need a dynamic reservoir, uh, about 60,000 acres that can go through man-made filter marsh and then return and restore sheet flow to the Everglades. Now, 
It has to be south of Lake Okeechobee. And what lies south of Lake Okeechobee right now for the majority is sugarcane. Um, there's over 500,000 acres, uh, actually closer to 600,000 acres of um, agricultural land in the EAA. We're only talking about 60,000 acres. So, you know, right at about 10%. Right. It's not, we're not talking about shutting down an industry and we're not talking about um, the, the roadblock being all farmers or all sugar farmers or anything like that. You're really talking about two superpowers in the, in the sugar industry. Um, that's why, you know, it's easy for two superpowers to influence legislature. It is not easy for a whole bunch of fishermen and people in the fishing industry to influence because we're made up of multiple parts. But that's why, as Captains for Clean Water, we're trying to bring everyone together from the recreational fishermen to the commercial fishermen to the small mom-and-pop tackle shop and bait shop all the way up to the superpowers in the fishing industry like yeti and sims and costa del mar and that's what we're doing and that's why for the first time in my lifetime we actually are making some progress here you know we're actually we actually can see a light at the end of the tunnel now what's something that's very very interesting about this is we actually have the state has a contract with u.s sugar to purchase its land to build this reservoir and the way that came about is, if I don't know if you remember, years ago we had Amendment 1 where everybody voted on Amendment 1 right. to save the Everglades. Right. Okay, that's a stamp tax on real estate. It generates over $700 million a year. That's a lot of money. Yep. This project is projected to cost $2.4 billion, Okay. So you can do the math there. The money's there over the course of the years it would take to, to create this project to do it. The money's there. The funding's there. The science is there. It's literally the political will to sign the paper that says do this. Okay. So and see in- that's where I, that's where I struggle because we, as the constituents who put their sorry butts in office, yep. should be able to grab them by the scruff of their neck, <laughs> drag them over to the paper, and go. If you don't sign this, I'm going to smear your whole muddly grape <laughs> on the paper. We. Uh, seriously, bro. Absolutely. I know that sounds crazy, but maybe a no, little caveman-like, but that's how simple it is. It is that simple. It really is that simple. Here's here's the kicker. You can lay it out kind of in a little You're bit of a time, up all day. little bit of a timeline to help put this in perspective. In 2000, U.S. Sugar wanted to sell its land to the state of Florida in order to build this reservoir to do Everglades restoration to you know to help this this problem be fixed well at that point in time they were not doing well as a company as far money-wise so they entered into a contract with the state of Florida that said you have five years to purchase the 60,000 acres that you need to build this reservoir right they have they hold somewhere around the number of like 158,000 acres U.S. Sugar does um, they, they entered in a contract that says you have until 2015 to purchase the 60000 that you need because you right. don't need the whole 158000 right. right. But they actually wanted out of here because they weren't doing well. So what happened was influence politically to delay, to get past that option of purchasing the 60,000 acres, 
And the way the deal reads is after 2015, the state then has until 2020 to purchase all of their land. Okay? Now, they there is there so that was their motivation at first. They they didn't want to sell 60,000 acres, they wanted to sell all of it, right? So so they influence a, a delay in there. Meanwhile, the state did not have the funds directly to purchase that. So that's why we voted on Amendment 1. It passed overwhelmingly, something close to 80%. Then how often is it the people in Florida vote to be taxed? Not very often. <laughs> right, right. Okay, they voted this overwhelmingly. So during that time, during that delay to get past you know, 2015, during that time period, U.S. Sugar started making a lot of money. There's tariffs on import sugar. The price of uh. of the world sugar market went up. There's um, subsidies in the form of the farm bill. Between the, the market price of sugar went up, now they're making a lot of money, so they don't want to sell the land at all. I mean, at one point in time, the CEO of U.S. Sugar is on record saying that how crucial this southern flowway and storage is to saving the Everglades, and it's in the best interest of the state of Florida. And now he doesn't want to sell it. Yeah, now they don't want to sell but now, it. And again, dude, what, what college did you go to that you – and then you became a politician that you couldn't figure out that we needed to get this done while the, while the stove was hot? Hey, How come you can't figure out – you're not smart enough to figure out as a politician, and shame on us for putting those politicians in office, if they're not smart enough to figure out that you had the deal on the table yep. to fix your Everglades and you delayed and it. And you let it slip and away. And you let it slip away. And, and, God and, almighty. And, you let, and that is where education of the stakeholders, of the citizens, comes into play. Because if we're all educated on this issue, we can go and speak – from an educated standpoint to all our policymakers and say, we demand that you fix this. We voted for it. Absolutely, we did. Ugh, you're going to have me fired up all day. <laughs> Jerry, Richard, Tim, Kehoe, I apologize uh, for not getting you guys in. I know your takes are awesome and always a welcome part of the show. Just been trying to grind <laughs> through this stuff right here. I'll wrap things up on the other side. Captain Chris Whitman, captainsforcleanwater.org. We'll be back. All right, I'm going to try and get in one call here real quick. Jerry's been on the line for a while. Jerry, you got to go quick. Oh, gosh. Okay. Come on. The, guy, the guys that uh, started all this way back before you all were born, uh, think of Ninth Ward in New Orleans. Okay. They're the ones, the Army Corps of idiots of infinite stupidity are the ones that decided to straighten all those waterways into Lake Okeechobee. Richard Stewart hit on it. Um, your captain, your guest today hit on it, but didn't name the entity that I heard that they are the ones that have caused this problem. Who's in charge of our waterways? The Army Corps of Idiots. <laughs> well, and, and let me elaborate on that. Let me elaborate on that a little bit. Um, you're absolutely right. The Army Corps of Engineers, which is the federal side, um, are who built and manipulated these. Now, 
the South Florida Water Management is who actually controls where the water goes. So right now, the Army Corps of Engineers is actually prepared and on board to expedite this. The roadblock right now is getting South Florida Water Management on board. That's the state side, and the board of South Florida Water Management is appointed by the governor. So you're absolutely right. The the, the construction end of it Original. wa- originally was done by the Army Corps engineers, but the control of the water, the people who turn the knobs and dials, who open the locks and, and, and control that water Make flow is South Florida Water Management. So it's twofold. We need the cooperation on the state and the federal level. Right now, today, we have that on the federal level. It's it's the state that needs to step up to the plate. Yeah, we need to get the state uh, dancing along here. Again, big apologies, Jerry. Great call. Big apologies to everyone who... I did not get to this morning. I love your calls. You know, many weeks I'm praying that you'll call. Um, I wanted to get a lot of information out today. You know, Chris came all the way from Fort Myers this morning, uh, is headed back to Fort Myers today to get business together for stuff he's got to do next week, and then they're making the trip back up tomorrow morning. Um, That's how passionate he is about it. I'm absolutely feeling super blessed that we – we got this opportunity to talk about this. I know you guys have heard me talk about it in the past, and and I just, you know, I feel much better about knowing exactly what's going on. Um, and we will continue this conversation uh, and and highlight rehighlight a bunch of the stuff that we talked about today, tomorrow, six twenty WDAE from seven to nine a.m. Uh, again, a couple of programming notes. March 25th at Gator Gyms, 3301 Pinellas Point Drive. Don't miss that grand opening celebration. It's going to be an absolute bash. I'm going to do the show here, go straight to Gator Gyms, spend the day there. Uh, we'll be out there talking fishing, helping you find all the great deals at Gator Gyms. CCA will be there as well. So come by, say hello. There'll be a bunch of great people out there to see. And the Gator Ford Fishing Conversation this month, the man himself, Captain Scott Moore, is going to be there. Going to be this Tuesday night, 7 to 9 p.m., Hungry Harry's, West Shore Pizza, Square One Burgers and Bar, all going to feed you up. Uh, so come hungry. The Kayak Action Water Sports in Auburndale. Um, just come on out and see us. We're spooling up two reels per person. Spiderwire Ultracast and Visibraid. It's going to be an absolute bash. I, again, I wish I had four hours to just Absolutely. talk about this, Chris. It's, I, I can't thank you enough, bro. I mean, well, likewise, we thank you for having us. We're looking forward to tomorrow. Um, you know, I would, I just would, would want to end and encourage everybody to visit the website, do your part to help us educate. That's what this is going to. That's what's going to fix this. And let me just leave you with a couple numbers to to think about. $9.3 billion in the fishing industry, $69 billion in the tourism industry, $15.3 billion in the marine industry, and over 123,000 jobs are affected by this. This is an issue that affects every single one of us in the state of Florida. Chris Whitman, thank you so much. John Milo, great job today. Thank you to all of our callers. And again, my apologies if I didn't get to you this morning. Captainsforcleanwater.org is the website. Get involved, become a member, make a donation, make the difference. I made my donation this morning. We'll be talking about this again tomorrow. I wish everybody out there a great day. Tight lines, we're out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.